Hello, welcome to the Meathead Hippie Podcast. I am your host, Emily Schramm, both Meathead and Hippie. Today, we are talking about the beluga. <laughs> this is the long-awaited podcast. I have done Impala, Rattlesnake, and Deer, at least the intro of them, for this personality test that has just been so fun to deliver to you guys, explain, communicate, and I just am thrilled about this because there is something happening in the shape of how we take care of ourselves and how much capacity we have and not just how much capacity we have to take care of ourselves, but in the most ideal situation, how much capacity we have to take care of others. And I thought about this a lot today, just amusing, (laughs) would love your opinion or your thoughts back of boundaries or the idea of capacity and also how if we can reframe it not to be built or not to have boundaries built in order for self-preservation in just self-preservation alone, but also the idea of building boundaries so that we can have more capacity for others. So I've really been reframing that, how there is a switch that could subtly happen where it is, how do I take care of myself so that, that I don't lose myself, I don't uh, feel lost, I don't feel completely drained or depleted. And reframing that to be, or at least in addition to, how can I make sure that I can be of utmost service and love for everyone in my life? How can I be more light? And as someone who has gone through so many revolutions and evolutions and have created beautiful things to help people, hopefully, or at least that was my goal, I find so many times I was fighting the story of how do I have everything in one place so that I can put all my energy in there thinking of it as an idea of self-preservation so I could fully show up for one thing in a way that allowed all my parts of me, every part of me, literally, the beluga impala rattlesnake deer, (laughs) um, to have some sort of expression and really understanding that actually, even though that's why I went on the journey to desperately and actively seek boundaries and create new territory and let it all come down so I can rebuild in a way that's more sustainable and way more in alignment with who I am and where I'm going. It has turned into, oh my gosh, I'm doing this so I have so much more capacity to show up for people in my life, in my day-to-day, and in my job. And I think that that's just such a beautiful shift, switch conversation to have, especially in those moments where it is like, I've lost myself. It's like, well, can we be a little altruistic, (laughs) even though it's annoying sometimes, because that is where we're going, right? We know we need to show up for people. We know we're more desperate for community and people now more than ever, right? Experiences with people, having someone hold space for you, having you feel seen and heard and having, you know, real conversation with no filter. It's like the most healing thing in the world. It's the most important thing. Male, female, 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 male, male, non-binary. It's just 
humanness. <laughs> and so I think of this whole personality quiz as a way to understand, of course, preventative care so that we don't completely crash and then desperately claw our way out of the ground. We do daily practices, whether that's types of meditation, songs we listen to, types of movement, supplements we take, all of the things that we go over in the bird quiz for your type. My hope is, and also all the above, plus how do we hold space for other people? How do we show up for other people? And that quiz is a huge piece of what you know, for me, understood in a deep, deep way, I am a beluga. So I'm part beluga, part impala. And in that frame, in that framework and how this quiz works, you know, I, I ideally get to be a beluga as often as possible. <laughs> I get to be myself. I get to do the things we're going to talk about in this podcast that we go over in this publication that you get once you take your personality test. Um, But I also think there's something really beautiful about what that means and how I show up for other people. And so this specifically, going through this, this transformative seven months of like birthing this and creating this and working on this in a place that was so perfect for a beluga in Maui with water and, you know, astronomy and astrology and deep connection with stars and seeing things I've never seen before. Opening crown chakra, getting stung by a jellyfish on my third eye. We do crazy things. Very beluga heavy. (laughs) Um, Also really showed through how I get to show up for the world, at least in this stage in my life. And if you look through the publication, a beluga needs to go to or gets to go to deer for others. That's its best. And I love that so much. It's just so true of holding space for people and really being that person that um, is just there and can bring containers. So whether that's live coaching or one-on-ones or conversations or um, teaching group classes, it's like now completely what I do. (laughs) It's like this at this stage in my life, that's all I want to do because I know it's healing for me and it's healing for people. And it's the best situation for me as a beluga to put myself in. So that's the first thing is how we show up for other people best is in this dear nurturing space, which desperately requires boundaries. So my first observation for a beluga is, okay, in your work, where are your boundaries? How do you hold space for others? But where do you set? And it's not even in just work in your relationships in your, you know, with your lover, with your partner, with your family, where do you clearly have boundaries? Because you will move to deer at your best. You know, that's how you hold. And so that has been so profound for me because it really has helped me understand, wow, this quiz and all the pieces of it is so that I have more capacity, period. And that's what preventative care is. It's not just doing it to check the box so you're good. It's doing it to check the box so everyone around you is good. And that's this beautiful, trickle, contagious, collective, we are all a part of something together. <laughs> like beautiful. It's just beautiful. Uh, and moving into kind of where a beluga goes is rattlesnake. So go listen to the rattlesnake 
podcast if you haven't yet, and you go here as a beluga when you have already gone off the cliff. So making it really clear of what it means when we're out of balance or what it means when we need to move to something else. So every archetype, every animal, beluga and palabral snake deer, go to something when, quote, out of balance. And out of balance for me isn't just like a little off the cuff, kilter, you know, a little wobbly. It's like the dark days, (laughs) the darkest days, right? And so... Uh, For me, this is so intertwined with mental health and our own mental health in order to be able to provide words and containers so that we can really understand like, oh, I'm doing what is said for beluga as a beluga as often as possible in my day-to-day, in my habit forms, in my, you know, life. Like these are parts of the things I always do and incorporate in, in my existence. It's called maintenance. And then when I really maybe forgot the maintenance or things just happen and it's gone, that beluga spirit of joy is gone. It's depleted. I move to rattlesnake. And that's when we really dig into what we talked about in the podcast, which is fasting or breath work and journaling and writing prompts. And so this whole thing has been so therapeutic for me and I'm finding all these layers and that's the thing with creation is when you do it with no expectation there's always infinite possibilities that's why tarot cards or oracle cards or art or music it is limitless it is uh, timeless there's books that you pick up and you just pick up and it hits home when it needs to how it needs to and I think that that has always fascinated me. <laughs> and now I understand it. It's because the, there's these things that get earthed or grounded or created that maybe we don't really know how they just are. And that's so what this is. It's been this exploratory creative process of falling in love with it in a way that's like, what else are you going to teach me? And how can I fully embody this bird quiz and the things I write about and teach whether that's through these podcasts or through the publication or through the Instagram posts that I'm doing. But now taking it one step further because that's how obsessed I am with this and creating physical classes for these types. And so tomorrow on Thursday in Denver with Neurosculpting Institute, who I've done a podcast with, Lisa Wimberger, she's incredible, has created a massive support system for people looking to meditate and learn how to change and rewire their brain. Neuroplasticity, pattern behavior changes. That's all Lisa. And that podcast is amazing. Definitely go listen to it. I'll link it in the notes. But I also am just so grateful because I came back to Denver from this crazy seven months of beluganess and impalaness and creation and realizing, okay, it's Leo season. Things are like, now it's time to execute. Now it's time to do things, putting classes back in the gym. Now, how do I integrate all of myself into this? And how do I hold space for all of me in the work that I do? I will always push for that. And right then, Lisa said, I want to collaborate. How can we do it? And so she's going to start hosting the Muse classes, the birdhouse classes. So we're starting with an Impala class on Thursday, tomorrow. And this is from Jackie, who is going to do somatic dance. And it's so impala. It's like sacral 
massive magic. And then we're going to have tea after. <laughs> I'm going to bring um, some herbs and teas just loose leaf and we're going to blend something and have tea and dance. And it's so Impala. So it's just so amazing. I can't wait to share this. We'll have more bird classes. I have a Saturday, every other Saturday, I host one at Platform Strength. If you're in Denver, there's all of this being mirrored online. So if you're curious about somatic dance, or if you hear anything in this podcast as a beluga and you're like, oh, I want to learn that. We teach that online. So check it out. It's all linked below. Okay, 12-minute intro. Let's get into Beluga. Beluga, that's why you are here. So I'm going to start by reading straight up from this publication. And a little preface, if you haven't heard this before, this personality test is you are a little bit of all of them, period. And they're supposed to change. And that's what's beautiful is because it's bringing awareness and containers to feelings we have. And so the feelings we have as a Beluga when we are at our best is incredibly joyful It's incredibly connected, fluid, curious. Curious is a great word for this. We, as a beluga, want to connect with that which is bigger than us. And when we learn and when we understand something that feels at home, even if it's something we don't understand why it feels so at home, it expands us. It brings us light. It it makes our eyes a little wider and it makes us feel alive. And so we need to always be around the things that make others feel maybe small and insignificant, actually light you up in a way that makes you realize how powerful this whole universe is. And also the, you know, the incredibleness of us being in this physical life. And when I see myself going to the shadow side of that, right, we have really high highs and then we have really low lows. Beluga is more than any creature of this bird quiz. It is something that's a gift I have always had to learn this. I've always been told, you know, you are a joyful human, but I've also seen because of the joy and this kind of optimism that I, whether should live in or not, but have put myself in a position to live in and embody, having those dark days felt even harder. I couldn't understand why I was having them. When you're light for other people, when you're holding space or joyful for other people and you don't feel joyful it is the most debilitating feeling in the world, you know, because then you just get into the spiral and the um, self-destruction of what is so opposite of what a beluga needs, which is connection with crown. Crown chakra is all about the beluga. How are we connected to something much bigger? And when we get to that depletion or the shadow side, which is depression, disconnected, sad, feeling isolated, which inevitably we all experience, uh, it's so interesting because it's almost like self-sabotage of not wanting to know the bigger things and how to connect. And so maintenance is so important for a beluga in ways that I can never express unless you just maybe try and commit. What can you do from what I'm about to share daily to see if that somehow balances us, somehow puts us in the middle of where we know we can be. And so we can avoid the falling off the cliff into those darkest days. A beluga, okay, here we go. A beluga brings the wisdom of whale and play of dolphin. Okay, so let let me just stop here before I even read this. Let me just say, I (laughs) I picked beluga. I picked beluga because for me, we know that a whale 
is the most magical creature in the world. We know that dolphins are the most healing, medicinal, insane, intelligent beings. Like there's this innate obsession with whales and dolphins. And if you don't have that obsession, it's because you haven't been in the ocean enough or you haven't experienced with the, I mean, there's nothing more powerful. And so as we were really understanding, oh my gosh, we need to kind of create a system of healing so that it is something that we can access. Even though we didn't know what it meant, it was just like, yes, this makes sense. We need something for B and it has to be water. It was instantly like, okay, well, what is a combination of the two most amazing creatures that represent water and connection to other worlds. And it is, of course, the mix of a whale and dolphin, which is a beluga, except a beluga also has this beautiful helmet. And so it's really like literally a crown, like it is just so in its head. And so in its best, it is in its head, meaning it's connected, like crown connected, not rattlesnake thought connected. So I think that's also really ironic because rattlesnakes are the ones in their head the most. And so it's like, okay, how do we get out of our head as a rattlesnake? Well, that's what happens when we need to get in balance as a beluga. We go to the breath work. We go to those rattlesnake medicine supports and it just makes a lot of sense, but it's ultimately trying to figure out how can we in our day-to-day life connect with something so much bigger than us in a way that is realistic in a way that's sustainable in a way that's fun in a way that works for you as you the beluga need it to be something that makes your eyes light up so a beluga is always curious forever learning usually the life of the party because there's so much joy with this energy there can also be a tendency to get depleted and exhausted quickly without consistent care learn the ways you can balance your beluga energy and you'll find limitless joy And that's the key is like to know we're never going to have limitless joy, but like that's the ultimate goal is like being as joyful as possible. We deserve joy. (laughs) We deserve good days more often than bad. And we deserve to know that we have what it takes to have that more often, the good more often, even though inevitably things happen, right? It's still this internal piece, this internal process that we have control of. And so what does that mean? We need laughter, we need learning, and we need space to process. Laughter is like the idea of play without an agenda. What in your life are you doing that is completely for fun? (laughs) Is it hanging out with friends? Is it trying a new dance class like somatic dance on Thursday nights at the Neurosculpting Institute? (laughs) See you guys there in Denver. Um, is it playing games? Is it a game night? Is it a date night? Like what are those things that make you just have fun and play? Is it learning new things? So number two, learning. Is it learning a new skill? Is it learning something from a new book? Is it a podcast? Little tiny things like a 10 minute, let me learn hour a day. I sometimes, my favorite thing to do is when I'm especially like, I'm staring at my library of books, this collection of my life, the last 12 years my favorite thing to do. And this is such a good beluga thing to do. Take a book off the shelf, one that calls you, open it up and learn something, read something. It's so perfect. It's a little snippet of information that's like, huh, cool. (laughs) And then the best part for a beluga is to go tell somebody about it. It's like, 
sharing is caring as a beluga. You want to share everything good in the world with other people. So learn something, go share it every day. And then number three, space to process. Like, oh my gosh, space being the biggest key word because sometimes we jump straight to processing, which is an action. So, okay, I'm going to go through my day, my week, whatever I just went through. I'm going to grab a pen and paper and I'm going to process. Well, sometimes we need white space in order to even understand what's happening. Because as a beluga, we want to problem solve. (laughs) We want to understand. We want to kind of create a conclusion or a storyline for why things are the way they are. And that's not always how things work. There's, you know, always a flow and then always an ebb. And so the ebbs we have to respect and space to process doesn't mean I am currently processing. It means I need space to do nothing and allow something to come through or allow nothing to come through and treat both ideas or things or creative flow or nothing coming with equal respect because we cannot have one without the other. And so this is kind of the art of learning how to sit in our shit <laughs> in the best way. It's there's, we don't have to do anything, right? We need to just receive and just be and not have an agenda. And that's a lot of what I write about in my book, The Process, is kind of the sitting and waiting and something kind of coming through is just this idea of sit, 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 fly, right? We have to sit, sit, sit. We have to be okay with the sit then we can fly instead of sit, hate, sit, resist, sit, what the fuck, sit, (sighs) right? Understanding that frustration is only pushing you further away from the fly. Your power center is the chakra, the crown chakra. So I connect to that which is bigger than I. And for me, this is so important because I didn't understand the crown chakra. We have crown chakra meditations as a member for platform and for bird, it's the same membership, this beautiful layered membership. So you can pick and choose what you want, whether it's just the physical and the programming, or if you want to add the bird goodness, but it's this idea of how do we connect to something if we don't understand it? Like what? So for me, astronomy and astrology are so key here getting my co-star app and learning my Vedic astrology, learning where my sun sign, star sign, or not star sign, my sun sign, my moon, my rising, my north node, my south node. We work with Tiffany, our astrologist for platform. She's just amazing. She does these readings. And then she also, for all the members, does new moon and full moon podcasts. And it's just like the most mind-blowing thing because just like a personality test, And astronomy and astrology are directly tied with all of these archetypes of beluga and Palo snake deer. So we're so excited to layer this even more because belugas have specific moon phases you can work with. And of course, there's certain planets that are all a part of this and it's just incredible. But knowing, hey, this is something I can learn about myself to know how connected I am to something bigger. And that is so easy to do with astrology. So definitely start with that affirmation, daily affirmation, the world needs my joy. And so as a beluga, you're there to be big. You're there to show up. And that means being on 
video or being on vocal and being expressive and sharing your joy and not hiding. And so I see a lot of people with beluga tendencies or this prime beluga archetype that is pulled back, whether that's because of fear or some, you know, rejection kind of patterning of like, I don't want to put myself out there, but it's the most important thing for you to do because the world needs your joy. And so if we have no expectation on what that means, then there should be no fear. It's just you being you and healing the world through that. Whether you are a healer or teacher or creator or not, you sh- that's, that's the beauty of all of this is that we all are those things, whether it's our career or not, just us being ourselves is the most beautiful gift of all to the people around us and the world doesn't create or put us here unless it's needed, right? So it's just important to know your joy is needed. Okay, the best forms of meditation. So I did a little Instagram clip on this and it's all linked in my Instagram at Emily Schramm if you go to the highlighted stories. I'm slowly but surely adding more and more pieces of information for each type and trying to kind of put it in as fast as possible so that this makes sense for your day to day. So there's a clip for Beluga in 60 seconds or less, and it talks a lot about meditations and sound and medicine for a Beluga. So I briefly touched on this, but a Beluga personality does best with meditations around sound because the frequency of sound helps move your energy quickly. This is why sound baths or anything with sound frequency is going to help you access meditation easier. Belugas are connected to all that is, and so we feel everything. It's not necessarily of this world. And when we think of sound frequencies and energies and how all life is energy, we understand, oh, if I'm really struggling with meditation, what if I took my thought out of it and I learned how to receive sound and it's easier to learn how to receive through that process um, because your brain's not included. So you just lay on a mat, you get a pair of headphones. We have sound baths for all of our members. We do those consistently, but we also are going to do them in Denver as a beluga class. And then just knowing like, oh, if I can research or find a somebody in person to do this, if I'm not in Denver, oh my God, like you guys, it's the most powerful way to help move through things and also just access places. It's like, you might not even be aware of what's happening, but your cells start to understand and it just opens up. It's like the idea of plant medicine, right? It's not this always this massive epiphany. I mean, sometimes depending on the plant, but like, it's this idea of how do we slowly integrate and you will get what you're supposed to out of everything you're getting or learning or seeking because it's what you are ready for. So I catch myself being impatient, ready to like learn and go and expand, but nature moves at a certain pace, right? So we have to kind of have the slow respect for or respect for the slow integration. And for me, the first few sound baths I had, they were amazing, but I didn't understand why. And then you learn, oh, now I can actually feel what, what's that moving here to where. And understanding this idea of self-healing can be accessed with quicker things. So sound frequency is a huge one. Uh, the best form of medicine. There is no better thing than a beluga for a beluga to do daily than to play and engage in music. And I actually might add, I'm going to actually change this. I'm going to add or take a bath because the first biggest thing with a beluga, you're a water creature. So 
staying very hydrated and honestly really being careful about or at least being aware of the source of your water. Do you drink it out of the sink? (laughs) Is it just tap water? Have you gotten it tested before? Um, Do you have mountain spring water? Do you have access to big jugs that are recycled? Like we get them at natural grocers. You just flip them upside down and it's at least so, you know, it's not going to be a structured water by any means, but it's definitely the most important thing is to understand our water because we are com- we're composed of so much of it, right? 60 to 70%. And Mother Earth is also 70 to 80%. So it's like, wow, water is connecting us to everything. So as a beluga, that's even what I drink, am I hydrated? Do I need electrolytes? What's the source of my water? And then taking a bath are like all the best forms of medicine. But following closely is music because music is vibration and sound. And so when you as the beluga get to be the performer of that music, get to be the artist in that, in that same realm of sound frequency, but now I get to perform it. It is just really fun. Even if you're performing it for yourself, it is really beautiful what can happen. It opens you up. It brings you joy. It helps you snap out of bad moods. It's great preventative care. So whether it's picking up a new instrument or singing or humming in the shower, those are the five to 10 minute things, preventative care that a beluga can really benefit from and truly see substantial changes in mood. If we look at the vagal tone or our vagus vagus nerve that is so substantial for any sort of stress response, traumatic response, learning how to go from sympathetic to parasympathetic or learning are we in fight or flight or rest and digest, it is all connected to that vagus nerve. And so if we look at humming or even Dr. Karazian, who talks a lot about vibration moving and helping with even things like brain trauma to start to activate that and help us de-stress and decompress, that's as simple as humming. It's as simple as singing. It's as simple as whistling, you know, really understanding movement can help you heal. You might not understand it, but just do it and see what happens. Uh, Your best kind of adventure, Beluga, is when curiosity gets combined with expansiveness. Quite abstract statement from yours truly, but it's this idea of going on an adventure I'm curious about something, but I also want to see something that blows my mind. (laughs) So, uh, fantastic fungi, great documentary on Netflix, sports documentaries, um, going to a waterfall, of course, going to anything that makes you realize how small you are standing in front of a mountain or looking outside at the stars and ideally being near a body of water is going to be incredibly healing for you getting into bodies of water as much as possible, whether that's a river and jumping in and getting frozen, whether it's an ice bath, whether it is a shower and just appreciating that shower more than you usually do. Those little moments are really special and can be really helpful in general for a beluga. Okay. Daily processes. So a beluga is amazing because You can do a lot if you fuel appropriately. So move energy by feeling strong in your body. This is maintenance 101, like feeling strong and then fueling your body to feel strong. Uh, Learn and share new fun fact daily. 
And then again, if we get in the cycle of like gratitude is hard, this is just like, I'm depleted. I'm too far gone learning how to utilize or connect with crown chakra. And there's a bunch of stuff in the playlist I sent out to you guys of crown chakra frequencies. And you can even Spotify or YouTube that really easily. So that if you don't know what that means, you at least have a starting place. And then we have crown chakra yoga classes and meditations for our members. So moving into movement, this animal lives in motion and without it feels empty and depleted. So think about that crown chakra, the brain, the helmet on the beluga's head. This is a dopamine creature. Dopamine is our movement. It's like God, right? When we are addicted to the do, it's probably because we're addicted to the dopamine, the dopamine, right? And so movement is this beautiful way to get our brain to do brain things, active, feeling strong, feeling alive, feeling like it's firing, uh, giving us a sense of just complete euphoria. <laughs> it's this idea that dopamine um, is so addictive. So how do we make sure that we stay balanced? Because belugas tend to, in their movement, go too hard, overtrain, do really big things, which is amazing as long as they're fueling well and balanced and recovering, right? It's all about it's not about like the what, it's about you. Like what's your capacity for training? It's all directly reflected by your capacity to recover. And so if we have a lot of stress in our life, if we have low calories, if we're eating nutrient depleted foods and we're maybe depleted in nutrients and not on a supplement support to help balance that out, we have less bandwidth to go hard. And so it's about expanding that capacity. So The key is to find a balanced approach to strength and flow so that there is always equal parts fun, creativity, and expansion, but also so you don't get bored. (laughs) So for me, like rule of thumb, three times a week strength training, if I'm doing great, feeling well, stress is low, I'm able to hit, hit four, no problem. If stress is high, then I stay with three, and then I keep balancing out my strength in hardcore do days. I'm following the flagship program of Platform. You can find all this on platformdaily.com. It's about what are the flows. And so for me, this week, it's somatic dance class tomorrow, which I'm so excited about. And then I did like a total free flow Impala. And then I went to the pool because I'm a beluga. And I could not do this podcast. That's why it's taken me a little longer because I'm in Colorado with no bodies of water. And I refuse to do a podcast on beluga without understanding if I'm not in an environment of a beluga, like the ocean, which I've been for the last seven months, surrounded by beluga paradise. If I can't translate this into a place or an environment that does not have the medicine that I love and need right outside my door, then it's just unacceptable. I had to embody this and make sure that there's integration no matter where you are and who you are. And so thank you for your patience, but I found a pool. So hence this podcast, (laughs) um, your mobility. So, so important for you to focus on your lower back, but not just let me roll your lower back, which you shouldn't do, but focusing on glute activation and hip openers. Lower back issues are a point of contention for a beluga. This could have to do with feeling ungrounded, not being balanced in workouts, and overstressing the adrenals by deprivation of play. This is so huge. It's like we talk about adrenals a lot. I have 
quite a few podcasts on this. There's a lot in this publication about adrenal support. If you've taken our Norma Consult, which is our EmpiraQ supplement micros and macros protocol, it's like this beautiful questionnaire for you to figure out nutrient deficiencies for cravings, for blood sugar, for adrenals. We have to just recognize that sometimes adrenal stress is simply because you don't play. You don't do anything to take care of yourself and have fun. So priority number one with adrenal health. There's, of course, eight more things we can do. But recognizing as a beluga, if my life source is coming from realizing I'm connected to that which is bigger than me, and all I'm doing is mundane tasks and details, and I don't have play and joy, then of course I'm going to feel depressed and depleted and sad. (laughs) Um, The combination of balanced movement, a balanced macronutrient diet, and micronutrients to support helps balance your system from the inside out. So if you have lower back issues, don't just chalk it up to be glute activation only, right? We can do glute activation. We do this all the time in our programming, in our lives, in our classes. It's our, our whole pro- program lives on a two-to-one posterior chain to front body. So if I'm going to do quads one time a week, I'm going to do glutes slash hamstrings two times a week. So we're balancing it out by adding an extra for the ones that we are tending to neglect. Reverse hypers, good mornings, hamstring curls, glute bridges, hip bridges, all of that. That's like the perfect ass and abs program that we have that's included in membership. It's like so important. I talk about this all the time. So I'm sorry if you've heard this, but it's like we have to take care of the structure, but then what's one layer deeper? So we have play, then we have anatomy and structure and building of muscle to support that structure. And then we have the nutrients to support the organs associated with lower back pain. And so lower back pain, chronic SI pain, maybe even inner knee issues glutes not activating, that's when we really know we got to focus on the adrenals. And so glute activation for adrenals is, if it's a struggle, it's like, okay, we pushed it. We need to start to really slow down and balance and fuel appropriately. And so first step of fueling appropriately, (laughs) beluga, a beluga needs to eat. It is best for a beluga to have a balanced diet throughout the day eating sufficient amounts of protein, carbs, and fats to keep up with the active life a beluga thrives in. By kickstarting a beluga's movement, you will kickstart a beluga's appetite, reminding a beluga that to fuel is to nourish, and to be nourished means more play. And so if we want to stay recovered, if we want to keep ourselves in that space where we can work out and feel strong without taxing our adrenals, we have to balance out our nutrients. Are we eating enough? Are we eating the right amount of carbs, proteins, and fats? Are we at all having a poor relationship with the food on our plate? A beluga might struggle with finding play and pleasure in food because of past experiences of restriction or uncertainty of food as fuel. So if you've been told that food is bad, that you need to eat less, if that um, certain foods make you feel icky, or even if you have like visceral responses to certain foods and now food really isn't play or pleasurable, it's threatening or it's harmful, we really need to focus on that relationship. 
the more a beluga can get curious about ingredients of a food, nutrients in a food, or creativity on how to cook a food, or even learning how to eat food with people and having so much fun where you almost forget everything about food, especially if food becomes kind of daunting, um, you will heal that relationship with food. So it's just such a beautiful thing. This thing came through so hard and is so relevant. And I know it spoke to a lot of people who have read this. How do we heal that relationship with food? That's really a huge intention. If that is something you struggle with, knowing you need to eat, you need to fuel, and it's going to allow you not to just work out more all the time, but it's going to make you feel really good because a beluga in real life is eating 60 pounds of food a day. It swallows it whole. It's always eating. It's always moving. It's always playing. And if we deprive it too much, if we fast or if we try these low calorie or if we deplete or we get too busy, we're just shortening our capacity for ourselves and for others. And so your macros are two to three meals a day if you can, two meals, maybe a protein shake if that feels like a lot. I love the detox complete in the publication. You can click and go right to all the ingredients and learn about the supplements I recommend. Drinking enough water, not going too low in carb for the most part of beluga truly does need balance. And so especially with adrenal support, if we are low, low carb or way too high carb, we affect our adrenals because we change our blood sugar patterns. Blood sugar is directly connected to adrenals. And so if we're talking adrenals, we don't just have to talk about adrenal supplementation. We just talk about the food on our plate. Are we too low carb or are we too high carb? What's the sweet spot? And for me, it's 125 to 150 grams of carbs. For some, it might be a little less. For some, it might be a little more. The easiest way to know is, am I craving a lot of carbs all of a sudden, like I'm getting hangry, getting grumpy after meals. I get tired after meals. Um, or I'm like dependent on glucose for my brain to work. And so after a couple hours of not eating, we get really low energy. So that maybe is a sign we need to change our carbohydrate load. If we're way too low carb, especially as a female for too long, it affects and impedes on our hormone, our natural hormone cycles. So lots of great interviews on Meathead Hippie about this. Stacy Sims, Mike T. Nelson, both great interviews to listen to about being metabolically flexible and also not depriving. Okay, micros. So brain support 101, B vitamins. I am a huge believer in B vitamins. I used to not believe in B vitamins and then I took them and my brain worked so much better. So we have two main types of B vitamins for the Empirica line. They need to be methylated. They need to be high quality. That means that they're going to be absorbed and they're going to be utilized by the body. And they're also not going to be harmful because of their non-bioavailable form. And so just know that you don't have to worry about that with Empirica. They are the most bioavailable and supportive for your brain and your body. So there's vital bees, which is linked, and then liver love. Don't do both ever. Liver love is a B vitamin, multivitamin for your liver specifically. So lots of detoxification support, really good if you have PMS, if you have lots of hormonal things happening, maybe even some acne. That's the B vitamin that I would recommend. 
if you just want a standard B vitamin, Vital B's is perfect. Uh, we do have a B12 that's like a tablet. It's delicious. B12 is very hard to absorb, and that's just based on what's called the intrinsic factor in our stomach. Some people do it better than others, but it's just not as bioavailable. So if you're really, for mental health specifically, if you haven't tried a B12 tablet or directly using B12 and you're low energy, you feel very depleted, um, even if you get lots of bug bites is like a weird sign. Um, and in general, it's just like you you just don't feel yourself. Then I would be really curious to see what that combination of a B vitamin multivitamin support plus a sublingual tablet, the B12 tablet would do for you. Because for me, it radically changes my life. <laughs> it's like, I can feel it. Oh, it's like, I take naps. I get so tired. Like, where is this lack of energy? And then it's like, oh shit, I forgot my B vitamins for a week. And I still do this all the time, but the more consistent we get with it, the better. So huge plug for B vitamins, but like, it's a non-negotiable for me. I've had eight concussions. Um, there's also one more brain support called brain to flame. So if you're a night shift worker, if you've had traumatic brain injury, if you've been or are in chronic stressful environments, this blend is incredible because of the phosphatidylserine and the NAC. It's just the perfect way to kind of get your brain on track. Um, and then we just talk about some other things like the omega threes, which is of course important if we're moving, if we're fueling, if we're doing and we're a beluga, we're used to the ocean, getting a really good fatty acid, if, especially if you have dry skin or chapped lips, like a beluga should be moist, which is like a really gross word, but moist and like lubricated. So lubricate yourself with omega-3s. I take mine three times a week. Um, and then in this thing, we get into herbs. And so all things for third eye and for crown, butterfly pea, blue lotus, lavender, mint, really excited about the beluga tea when it's time. And then of course, being in mother earth, the ocean, the ocean, the ocean, getting into it. If you can listening to it, learning about it, um, exploring it, even through a book, right. Or through an Instagram post connecting to all that is astrology, you know, seeing things through a telescope, going on an adventure, going to, you know, there's always like cities have places you can go see the sky and events, hopefully more of those. There's an amazing person in Maui, James, who shows Jupiter and Saturn through his telescope. And it's like ugh, the best medicine. Um, it, it just even animals like, ugh, they're just the best. You guys know, I love animals. <laughs> I created a bird quiz. It's like, I just want to learn animal facts. <laughs> uh, this is actually really funny. My friend Jalen sent me this picture and it's this person sitting on a couch and it's like person enjoying party. And then above the person is like kind of this angel looking thing, like a person flying with wings with a buffalo head and a bird on top of the buffalo. And it says me trying to tell the whole party about every whale fact that I know. <laughs> so true. Like, oh, that's me. Okay. The moon. This is the final piece of a beluga. 
what moon phases can we work best with? And it's the moon phase we are in right now, you all. This is my moon, the Cancer moon, also the Pisces and the Scorpio moon, because these are the water signs. And so it allows us to, number one, give give ourselves permission to rest and slow down. When those moon phases happen, we must slow down and learn how to feel. These are the ebb flows. So it's very, ah, feel. And that's what's so beautiful is it helps the balance of a beluga be a little bit more intrinsic. It's not as much of a fight. We might be ready for it before we think we are. And so for me, I use those days as permission to pause. Uh, The little blurb I wrote is, these are especially important days to work with because it allows us as a beluga to deep dive into our emotions and create cups and containers for all that we feel. This is totally in tarot, the cups energy. Containers for those feelings and emotions so that we understand them and we respect them. And then we learn how to create more of them so that we can be as expansive and joyful as possible. And again, when we need to receive and replenish and we're really struggling, we go to Rattlesnake because a beluga is such a cerebral, quick-thinking, and innovative creature, it must be constantly aware of thought patterns. And the thought patterns that you hold, the weight that they hold, is it, is it cyclical? Is it shadow-heavy? Is it repetitive? Does it involve doubt, fear, restriction? If so, a beluga must connect your gorgeous crown by using the beautiful medicine of rattlesnake. This energy will break through thought patterns that take the joy from a beluga that the world needs so much. It's just so true. It's like, remember, the whole point of this is because the world needs you. (laughs) So beautiful. And then when you're giving medicine, when a beluga shares the playful, joyful art of living to those around, it will forever change their perspective on life. By combining the playful joy of a beluga with the nurturing love and grounding of deer, the root and crown connect, making a very effective healer, teacher, and space holder for those around. And so if you were a beluga deer or a beluga rattlesnake, these are just really relevant and so wonderful because of how much they complement each other and how you are naturally finding this flow and this rhythm and this healing yourself. Ah, belugas, I love it. Okay, thank you for listening. Again, this is all about the bird quiz. Take the test if you haven't yet. It's so fun. And I feel so grateful to bring this to life. If you are interested in programming or any of the membership pieces, just go to www.platformdaily.com. Do a quick look at the feed, the quote of the day, some fun new things that we have. It's updated daily and it's all free recipes, movement, workouts, all the things that we love. But then if you hit the hamburger icon, which I need a new name for the E in the top right corner, you can learn about our programs and about joining as a membership, which we're just doing so many great things in person and online. So can't wait to see how this unfolds. Thank you for being here. Have a beautiful, beautiful day and new moon. Oh my gosh, a new moon on August 8th in Leo, the Lionsgate portal. Holy shit. Members, we have a podcast from Tiffany Tarsa waiting for you. 
cannot wait for this. It's been such a year, such a trip. Grateful to be here. Have a beautiful night.